It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a little bit special edition of Locked On Titans. I'm Jimmy Morris by myself today. Usually I'm joined by Terry Lambert, but Terry's out of town for a couple of days. And so I'm going to do this show by myself. I hope to catch up with Justin Mello in the next day or two to break down the Titans draft uh, before Terry gets back in town. So be looking for that. Subscribe to the podcast, Locked on Titans, so that you'll get that episode as soon as it's available. Uh, Also remind you, right from UCMiracles.com, cover the Titans for SB Nation. So you can check us out there. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at JMorrisMCM. Terry's at TLambertTN. Today we're going to dive into the Jeffrey Simmons introductory press conference. I know there was a lot of talk around the Jeffrey Simmons pick when it was made. He obviously had a really ugly incident uh, while he was still in high school where he hit a woman. Um, the details of that are out there. The video is out there. If you haven't seen it yet, if you, if you want to see it, you can watch it. You can draw your own conclusions there. I know that there are people who are zero tolerance on this issue. And so they say, you know what, Jeffrey Simmons did that. I'm writing him off forever. That's that's fine. That's your prerogative. I I don't really have anything against that. I will say every situation is created differently. And I think that more than anything else, how somebody reacts to a situation after it happens, how somebody reacts to a mistake after it happens, says more about them and their character than the incident itself does. And I think when you listen to Jeffrey Simmons talk, I think you can tell that, number one, he takes responsibility for his actions. You know, if you remember when Pac-Man was here, um, he never, nothing was ever his fault. It was always something else. Somebody did this, somebody did that, you know, whatever it was. Never apologized, all that stuff. Jeffrey Simmons doesn't, he doesn't shy away from it. He says what happened. He says he made a mistake. He has gone to great lengths to be in the community and to do things to, you know, quote, make up for that incident. So, um, I, I thought that his introductory press conference here was just a, a good indication into who he is as a person, what his character actually is. And I walked away believing that Jeffrey Simmons is a person who made a mistake. Okay, I think there are bad people. This is what Mike Vrabel said. Uh, I think the night Simmons was drafted. There are bad people and there are good people who make mistakes. I think Jeffrey Simmons falls into the category of a good person who made a mistake. And I think that this press conference really sheds some light on that. So I'm going to play that now. Uh, the audio is courtesy of Titans Online. Uh, pulled the audio from there. So I, I think just getting an idea of kind of from the beginning to after the part where uh, Amy, Adams Strunk, Amy Adams Strunk talks and then Simmons talks a little bit after her. So listen to that. It's a pretty long recording, but I think it does give you a good idea into who this person actually is. Matt Williamson brings the scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen. He's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play. Yeah, but I just want to throw a couple nuggets out on Allen, and I know he's a lot bigger a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws, but his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. 
exciting day here in uh, at St. Thomas uh, Sports Park. Um, you know, I talked about it last night. The excitement level we had um, to add to add Jeff um, to our team and, and to our family. I uh, would also like to extend uh, a warm welcome to um, his uh, family. Uh, that's here, Miss Brenda, um, his sisters, uh, Miss Ashley and Miss Brooke, his brother Dylan. And his girlfriend back home, uh, Miss Adrian, who's probably watching with Little Jeff. And um, with that, uh, we'll open it up for uh, questions. Jeff, I guess what the last uh, 24 hours been like for you? Uh, still surprising, you know. I'm still trying to soak it all in. You know, like I was telling uh, my mom now earlier, you know, it still feels unreal. You know, like I said I'm just enjoying the process right now, enjoying this moment. You know, especially my family since they was able to come up here uh, to the organization. You know, I'm just appreciative, thankful. And, you know, I'm just glad to be here. I know being a father can oftentimes change a young man's perspective. How did that alter, not alter, but just kind of influence your viewpoint of things not going forward? I mean, you could just, it just, you gotta, you live for more than, you know, what you was living for, you know. Me personally, you know, I really, like, I have motivation, but now I have another motivation that, you know, I, I'm not just living for Jeffrey right now. I'm living for Lil Jeffrey, you know. So it's like you know, every day I wake up, you know, I got to get do, I got to get better from him. I got to be a better man for him. So you know, I'm a role model to my son. So that's that's what I'm living for right now. So. How do you like the way this team plays defense, and how do you think you, you fit in? Uh, just the aggressive style of defense to play here, you know. You know, knowing Coach Williams, you know, I just when we sat down and watched film together, just like you know. Attacking, attacking. The way I play the game, you know, I play the game with full force. You know, I play the game with passion. You know, the way I play the game, I'm gonna bring it to this um, defense. I'm gonna bring it to this team. You know, the best way I know how to play, and I, that's the. I mean, that's I know this. That's what they bring me here for, and so I'm gonna give it to them every every day, not just on Sundays. You know, every day I step in the building. You know, in the community as well. So um, I'm excited. Like I said, they're getting a great play out of me. So. You and your college teammate Montez were both considered potential high first round picks. Both ended up having health concerns for one reason or another. How much communication did you have with him over the last 24, 36 hours? Because you're kind of dealing with the same types of stuff. I mean, the only, we can only control what we control. And that's what I tell him. I told him, you know, he was like, man, they, you know, so much going on all of a sudden. But I told him, man, we can only control what we control. Just trust the process. And that's just been his, you know, our mindset. So, you know, just stay focused. Were you exchanging kind of texts and stuff during the day during the night before school? Yes, sir, we did. You know, like I said, I, he was his family, I was my family. So, you know, before that morning, before the draft and whatnot, we talked, um, just me and other teammates as well, you know, we just, you know, congratulate congratulate each other, you know, wish each other luck. So, Jeffrey, can you, I know you touched on it last night, but can you uh, kind of clarify your, your sort of timeline and your in your mind for the medical rehab and, and recovering from the? Um, right now, you know, I'm just attacking my rehab every day. You know, don't know when. You know, right now, like I said, I'm going to rehab every day. Um, a couple weeks when I get here, I'm, I'm gonna take the rehab. Whenever that time um, comes, you know, for me to get on the field, to get out there, help the team win. You know, I'm giving my all until then. You know, I'm just taking it day by day to trying to get this on uh, rehab right, and get my knee better. So. Sell you. Shedding some tears on the phone with these guys last night. What was going through your mind, and why was that moment so special? I mean, just just the thought of it that you know I'm getting an opportunity to do some what I to do what I love, and you know for you know people up here for the trust me for the you know 
just, you know, like I said, to trust me and just show me that, you know, they're going to bring me in. They trust me to come in here, do what I need to do on and off the field. Just, I felt the relief, you know, because I was worried yesterday, like, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I'm sitting there with my family, you know, everybody probably questioning, like, where he going to go. And just everything I've been through, you know, all praise to God that, you know, he brought me through it. You know, I, he brought me through it for a reason. And, you know, like I said, this organization here stuck with me. You know, I would, I would not let this organization down. I'm, I'm proud to be a Tennessee Titan. So. How's your relationship grown with John and Mike just over the course of the last several weeks leading up to the pig? Like I said, I, I talked to him earlier this spring. You know, we had uh, communication from here and there. But like I said, we just it's going to keep getting better, you know. I mean, they apparently, like I said, I'm here. So they trust me. So I'm, like I said, our relationship just only could get strong from here on out. So. Well, I mean, I think that's always part of the uh, the process is how you deal with injuries. The, we understand the injury rate in this in this game is 100, percent and it's how a player deals with an injury, um, how they deal with adversity, and and how they stay connected to their team. I think that's the the biggest thing. It's not how long it's going to be back is that connection with your teammates and and building the bond with the team, staying engaged. Uh, sometimes the players have a tendency uh, when they're when they're injured and not out there. Um, we're going to go out on the field on on uh, Monday. And then there's going to be some players uh, just like Jeff that won't be out there with them. You know, they'll have their own plan. And, and we, we try to bring guys along at, at their speed and, and then try to make sure that they're engaged in meetings and, and engaged in walkthroughs when we have them. You were a human development major and you excelled in that honorable perspective. Uh, what went into you choosing that major? Well, I started off in kinesiology, and, um, you know, over time, I'm just sitting there meeting with my advisor from time to time, going to see her. And she's like, what you wanna, what, what do you really want to do in life with, after football? And, you know, my thing was I want to be a mentor, you know, and that's what put me in that major, you know. Coming up as a child, I didn't have that father figure in my life. So I, I was starting getting, like, men in my life that showing me the way, showing me how to, you know, carry myself. And from that point on, like, you know, this is what I want to do. This, I want to go get, you know, a young man that don't have a father in his life and just show him a way that, you know, just give back what I got. And, and that's just been my mindset. Like now, you know, I have a little cousin right now, you know, just, you know, trying to talk to him, showing the way, like I said. I mean, that's – I didn't have a father figure. So, I mean, other people out there that I know don't have a father. And that's just my mindset. Go be a mentor, you know, help out in the community. So – Getting back to Montez, I talked to him a lot throughout the process. And he said you guys were so competitive in practice, mm-hmm. games, et cetera. What was it like? What was that situation like you and he competing two elite I mean, that's what it takes for to have a, a great team, a great defense, you know, especially in the D-line room. We have a – we have – at Mississippi State, we held a, a high standard, you know. You know, we call it the D-block standard. And we pushing each other every day to be the best we could be. And, you know – we see one one person down, we're going to get that next person up. And every day, like I said, having a guy like Montez coming off the edge, <laughs> you, you can't ask for much more. So, um, like I said, it started in the summer workouts, the winter workouts, you know, we holding each other accountable. That's the first thing, you know, being able to hold yourself accountable so you can hold each other accountable. So, I mean, that's just how our room was, you know. That's why I feel like me as a person I bring to this organization, you know, in that D-line room, 
I'm young, you know, I'm a rookie coming in, but you know, I feel like I'm gonna be able to help lead off the field as well since I'm not able to play right now. That's a pretty unique perspective for you to be thinking about what you're wanting to do after football, even before you essentially got to football. How how much has that like mature mindset helped you uh, over the past couple of years? I mean, it just you never know what happened, you know. Like right now, I'm sitting here with an injury, you know, coming off the knee injury. Like I said, you don't know when your last snap of football may be. You know, this I love the games. You know, I don't play with that mindset, but you know, it's life. So it's like one of the things that you have to have a like a, a plan B. You know, I'm not think about that plan B right now, but like I said, it's just one of the things in my mindset that I know what I want to do after football. So that's why we're going to school for so. against a female. I wonder how much consultation you had with the, the, for the selection and what made you sign off you know, on it. Well, <clears throat> John and Mike came to me months ago and we discussed the incident. We watched the video together and, you know, I it begins with trust for Mike and John that I was able to get comfortable, but they were both very respectful that I needed to be comfortable because at the end of the day, I have the final decision. So, you know, it was a process, but it did not take me long to see that um, this young man had an incident when he was in high school. And, you know, it, we all can look back on our lives in high school and wish we'd done things differently. But you can talk, I'm sorry, you can, the best thing is, is that he's lived the life of, I'm truly sorry and I'm gonna be a good man. And so that made it really easy for me to become comfortable with Jeffrey. And we're getting a great football player, that goes without saying, but we're getting a great man. And John and, and Mike too, Especially, you know, our locker room is so important, and we only have good men in there, and this young man is a good man. Following up on that, Amy, is this as involved as you've been with a, a, a Well, yes, and I'd say yes because John wanted to make sure that I knew all the facts and knew what had happened, and, you know, it, it's it's – we're, we're so pleased to have him, and Nashville is going to really be pleased with what they see this next year, not only as a football player, but when he's out in the community, because that's important to him. And, you know, Nashville, we're, we're a nation that gives second chances. And this young man, Jeffrey Simmons, he deserved that second chance. You know, I did not. I mean, we honestly weren't sure that Jeffrey would even be there. So um, they kept me kind of in the loop the whole time. I read reports. I, I had all the information I needed to make an informed decision. Jeffrey, I know <clears throat> I mean, it's coming from a, a woman, you know. Like I said, I made that mistake, and I regret it. Just to hear her say all that, you know, I'm grateful, you know. Like I said, key word she said was trust. 
you know, tell her in front of you guys that she can trust me. I won't let her down. Well, neither one of these guys down. Like I said, I'm grateful. So. Yeah, the um, I mean the film the film speaks uh, for itself. And when you when you go and watch this um, this guy play live, um, when you put the film on, he he's a guy that I think my thirteen and ten year old daughters could scout. Especially my thirteen year old. She follows it pretty good. Um, she may be working for us soon. <laughs> she might take you up on that. <laughs> but when like I said uh, last night, when when people in um, Starkville speak so highly um, of a young man and, and how he turned um, a mistake into giving back to a community, giving back to a school, um, and me spending half a day with him, and the three hours that, that we've spent together, me with him, me with his family, um, the decision was always clear, um, but today it was crystal. So like I said there, um, you know, Jeffrey Simmons is a guy that obviously made a bad mistake, but I do think that he's absolutely a guy who wants to atone for that mistake, a guy who has really dedicated himself to not being that person, to being better than that. So I, I am a Jeffrey Simmons fan. I became a Jeffrey Simmons fan uh, after watching this especially. Uh, really, really like what the Titans did here. I think they really did this the best possible way they could have. Amy Adams Strunk was obviously great um, talking through her experience with all of this and how, uh, you know, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel came to her to get her opinion on the whole thing, talked about how she has final say. She could have, you know, stopped that if she wanted to. So I think that was just a just a really good way of handling it, a really good way of introducing him to this city. And I think we're going to really enjoy watching him play and really enjoy having him as part of the community here. Uh, you know, and then the other, obviously the other part of the Simmons deal is the ACL. We're not, we're not going to see him on the field until I would imagine at least November. I uh, don't know what we'll get from him at that point, but... Um, I do think that he's a guy that definitely, definitely would have gone in the top 10 had he not had the ACL. So, yeah, I mean, you take a little bit of a hit uh, on the fr in the first year, not having him out there at the beginning of the year. But I think over the life of his contract, which is going to be four, you know, fifth-year option, four-year, fifth-year option, however that ends up playing out, I, I think the Titans are going to be thrilled with this pick, and, and I'm really excited about it. Really excited, honestly, about what they did with the whole draft. So, like I said, we're going to have a lot more on this, obviously. Uh, get Mello in here to break down these picks. I know we did shows after day one and day two, so if you missed either one of those, you can go back and listen to them. Uh, if you're missing shows, I'm not really not really sure what you're doing. Just go ahead and subscribe. You'll get the new ones as soon as they're available. Uh, we, you know, we'll have a little bit of a lull here after we get done breaking down the draft, but what we're going to try to do is get interviews with 
maybe players, but it's but definitely guys in the media, uh, guys you've heard of, Mike Keith, Jim Wyatt, Jonathan Hutton, all those types of guys. We'll be doing interviews with them and, and you know, kind of longer form interviews and breaking them down into two or three different episodes so that you, we still keep our, you know, 20, 23-minute format so that you can listen to them in one sitting, but get their perspective on uh, and just all kinds of things, this team, this draft, Mike Vrabel, the city, the way the draft looked in the city and all that kind of stuff. I mean, all these guys have, have been here for quite a while, and so they have a lot of uh, unique perspective on how far the city of Nashville has come as a sports city. So plenty of that stuff coming up. So like I said, go ahead and just hit that subscribe button. Uh, you won't be sorry that you did. We're going to be pumping out plenty of quality content uh, from now, you know, through the off season. Now that I think it's officially the off season after the draft is really when the off season starts. Uh, and uh, up until training camp, then obviously, you know, we'll be covering it daily after that. So anyway, that, that's all for today. Again, museummiracles.com. Still a lot of stuff around the draft going up there. So check that out. Follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm. So this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to Locked On Titans, and we will talk to you again later. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite NBA team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.